Hello and welcome to another episode of the Jeep and Bubba podcast. I'm your host, Brad Coron, also known as Jeep and Bubba, owner and CEO of Black Bear Off-Road. And I'm here today to talk to you about social media. Now, social media is a coin term that actually just means the current state of the internet, the current state of of media platforms, of social media platforms. So we're referring to Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn. Yeah, I said LinkedIn. It is it is a platform. But people also rope in with that um, YouTube, which is actually just a media platform. Um, but YouTube, um, Tumblr, I mean, there's all sorts of, uh, of forums and things like that that people consider uh, social as well. There's a Snapchat. I'm forgetting Snapchat. I don't know why, but all sorts of stuff. So there's all these different social media platforms, and really, um, how in the world is there any way or any reason why a self-respecting jeeper would need or want to have social media? I'm going to tell you a quick story about uh, why I got on social media. But then I'm going to bring it back and kind of tell you why maybe you would want to have a social media presence. Um, And I think the answer might be different than what you may think I'm going to say. So I had a Facebook page early. Uh, MySpace actually was probably the first social media page I was on. The first one I was familiar with was was one called Exanga. If you're kind of old, you might know what that's about. Um, So there's Exanga. Then MySpace hit my radar when I was in high school. And then as I was leaving high school, getting into college, Facebook hit my radar. But at the same time, Twitter did. Uh, I was really late to Twitter, like just like last year, um, getting on it. And I still don't understand it or really like it. But um, uh, Facebook came around. It was just for college and high school kids. You had to have a uh, an actual email from your college or high school to get it. A lot of you people don't probably remember that. Um, and then it grew in popularity and got older and older and they opened it up to different people. And, um, you know, now it trends for um, uh, pretty much every age demographic, but more and more is trending older day in and day out. But the first thing I had was a Facebook. And basically why I had a Facebook was to connect with my friends. Um, we didn't really understand how to Facebook. We treated it like MySpace. We were always just like, it would ask you like, what you were you doing? And you would put in like one line quotes like, I'm going to get ice cream with Bill or I'm going to get food with uh, whoever, you know, and uh, we didn't really know what we were doing on there. Now people are using it like it's a photo album. People are treating it like it's a community. In fact, they've made it easier to have communities, communities with uh, different Jeep groups. And we'll get into that on Facebook itself has created these like Really, they've done away with forums, and again, I won't get into that, but from my experience, I was pretty much strictly Facebook. I enjoyed it. It's the way I connected with my friends. It's the way I knew where the party was going to be, or I saw that so-and-so wrecked their car, or so-and-so got a new job, or this guy or girl's going to this college. Um, it's how we just kind of kept up with each other as we moved about in our lives and um, it's how we communicated we use messenger and that sort of thing um, as we went forward I remember people talking a little bit about Instagram and at first it was just an app for people who took pictures really it really was 
Uh, I remember telling my wife, like, it's just filters. And kind of it just was in the beginning, and then it grew into more of a social platform. They've grown it over the years by adding videos and stories, and, um, you know, Snapchat was super big, and it's still big for people in my age demographic um, in their, you know, low, like, upper 20s to mid 30s it's it it still is a pretty big platform for them but i don't see it really trending with um high school or 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 college students as much as it used to um obviously tiktok has taken that demographic um and also we need to talk about twitch i mean if you maybe don't know what twitch is but if you play video games twitch is uh, a streaming app where you could pretty much stream yourself playing video games and other people can watch and now it's uh, become much bigger more than that but um instagram first hit my radar as as a pretty much a device or a platform that i wanted to use when i um first got my jk and it's funny that they hit around the similar times but i was working for nitro gear and axle and i was trying to brand myself because i was now in an outside sales role and i was also trying to brand my jeep because my jeep was going to be going to a lot of events and what i wanted to do was Build some awareness for the Jeep so that I could leverage it to get uh, Jeep parts for the build so that I could have a cooler Jeep to take to the shows to help me potentially grab more people's attention to come in the booth and talking about gears and so I could sell more gears. So I was trying to bring value and also bring awareness to my vehicle by basically being a social media influencer. Now, it wasn't really talked about at the time. We're not talking about that long ago. Um, but we're still talking five years ago. Um, and I had to come up with a name and I've talked about this story before I came up. That's where the name Jeep and Bubba came from. I was trying to come up with a username. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to use, but I didn't, you know, you can't use your name or you don't want to use your name or you just had to come up with something. Um, and I've been called Bubba my whole life by my family. My sister started it, then my grandma, my aunts, my uncles. If you ever came to a family function, there's no Brad, it's just Bubba. So it's not like I was trying to be clever and take a you know, a play at, at the Southern thing. That's literally what my family has called me since I was a child, since I was probably four. And so, um, uh, and I was into Jeeps and Jeeping. And I would had a YJ before that. And Cherokee before that, and I'd post pictures of those on Facebook, but I didn't really um, do it on Instagram, and I didn't really hit it off immediately on Instagram. But we went to this event, Jeeping for Judd, down in uh, Florida, and uh, I was taking pictures and posting it on there. And I remember the likes starting to come in. You know, I got like 40 likes in one night, and we were freaking out like that was some huge, big accomplishment. And it still is for. For some people, I'm not trying to downplay that. And I'm not saying I get, I mean, I typically get 100 to, to 200, sometimes more likes, but in the 100 to 200 range for Jeep and Bubba, less than 100 typically for Black Bear's Instagram page, but it is growing. And um, it, it, it uh, that platform for me is what showed me what social media could be. Um, it, did a, it did a couple things and does a couple from things for me still. I like Instagram when I'm looking at building something, uh, building a Jeep in particular, I will search hashtags like, let's say, MCE fenders, and then I will look at all the MCE fenders on LJs and see if that's something I actually like. And so it gives me a, like an idea because it's not all the pictures I want are not necessarily on the websites of of the, the manufacturers. So if I'm trying to come up with an idea myself, um, and what that might look like, 
then I'll, I'll search and, and usually I'll add those people as friends and then we can comment back and forth and I can ask their opinions. And that's part of the reason why, as we get into it, you might would want a social media account. Um, and I know a lot of my YouTube viewers don't have uh, Facebook or Instagram. They typically are podcasts and YouTube, email, um, maybe Twitter, uh, and definitely not TikTok. But um, but some some of you guys are like you know big on all the platforms, or at least you're big consumers in all the platforms. May not necessarily be big, or maybe you are in your own right. And and kind of what it takes nowadays to be big in social media. And I know we're going down a rabbit hole a little bit. But is it either to be a hot chick who takes, you know, nice pictures of themselves, <laughs> to put it lightly, um, or nicely, or you need to be entertaining uh, or very educational in at least a way that is entertaining. Um, so however you might do that, I mean, Bleepin' Jeep has done a fantastic job on YouTube by being funny and relatable, but also being extremely educational with his with his how-to videos. Um, and he's not uh, a hot chick. Um, and then, you know, you could say that maybe Light Bright, because she is uh, a young girl who is, you know, fairly attractive and... Uh, it could be why she's getting her views. Now, I would argue um, not to necessarily make a stance for for her, for her because I don't I don't personally know her. Um, but I will say that they do put in a lot of work in what they do because they have so many videos out. They've done different things like on TV, and they've done things with drift and things with jeeps. And so um, I do see they travel a lot. I think they're putting in the work. It's not like they're just getting on there and schlepping it up. I think they actually do put in the work. Although, um, you know, their video quality or their video style or how they do things may be different than some of the YouTube stars that people follow who really put in a lot of time on their videos. And I'm not talking bad about anybody's video quality. I have no leg to stand on that. I'm just making some factual statements out there that some people make the claim. Well, a lot of people that make the claim that she's just a dumb airhead, but she's pretty. That's why she has many views. They still continue to watch her. So she is entertaining. Um, and maybe not, they don't maybe not go to the level of trying to be educational, but like the office is not educational, but it's extremely hilarious and fun to watch. Um, so there doesn't have to always be one way or another and there's no right or wrong. I mean, it's awesome that they have those views and that they're bringing in viewerships towards the Jeep community. It's just interesting as I'm thinking about social media that we have so many new people coming into Jeeps and how they're learning about Jeeps is through their friends, but also through social. And I think they get a lot of their ideas, the angry eye grills and, and things like that through things they see on Instagram. And then, and people a lot of times ask me questions and they're based more around other people's Jeeps that they've seen versus like thinking about their own needs that they have on their own vehicle. Um, and it's interesting how social media by people look at images more than they read about 
the actual functionality of what it is they might would want on their vehicle. Uh, and I get a lot of questions. Why do you suggest this height lift or why do you suggest this size tire or whatever? And it's because, um, one, the experience I have with that, but the other would be, uh, because of the functionality that I know it works. I mean, it, it all is with experience and education, uh, not just because of, uh, maybe a particular brand is cooler than the other. I know that the qualities of, of certain things work and, and the qualities of other uh, companies don't necessarily. And you, you get what you pay for, but it's sometimes um, there is a happy medium. But that's getting on another topic altogether. So what social media kind of changed a lot for me, um, it, it grew... I really grew a decent following through um, Instagram. It helped me a lot. The shows, I started recognizing people who were at a lot of the same shows. A lot of people that travel and, and are involved in the Jeep community or just like being at events and I can afford to do so. It helped me in that way to make those connections. Grew my Facebook following. And then uh, it really grew, I mean, astronomically when I went to JCR, the friend re- friend request I had on Facebook exploded I mean, I think I was under a thousand, and within the first couple of months, I was over a thousand and uh, friends. And now I'm, I think I'm getting really close to four thousand. Um, and that's happened just recently, even more and more with the Black Bear thing going off. But uh, it's interesting because I wanted my Facebook just to be for my friends and family, and now I just think of that kind of as a selfish thing. I have made a separate Jeep and Bubba and Black Bear Alfred Facebook page because I don't want to bombard my friends and family who don't want to see that sort of thing. They want to see my kids. Or they want to see what I'm up to, but they might not want to see all the Jeep stuff. So I have done that, but I do, you know, obviously comment as Brad. But um, in after about a year, I think, in JCR, I realized that the, some of the things I was getting to do were things that a lot of people don't get to do and they were special and that they were worth sharing. And so, and I've listened to my stuff before I've talked about this, but it's the reason I started my YouTube channel. When I first started, it was just to share my journey. I wasn't really trying to do anything other than share because I thought I was really being given some awesome opportunities to like go to the Rubicon uh, or to go to Jeep Beach, which doesn't sound like a big deal to someone who has to do those events every year for a living. But for people who've never been and uh, always have wanted to go or can't afford it or get to go once every five years, it's, you know, it was, I thought, kind of my duty to share it. And I'm not afraid to be on camera. I'm not afraid to talk to people. In fact, I enjoy it. And, uh, uh, I think you have to be a little bit narcissistic or you have to enjoy the sound of your own voice a little bit to do these podcasts and to do, um, these YouTube videos and things like that. But you also want to know that you have, for me at least, that you're doing it for the right reasons. And, uh, I also knew that I was helping to build my own personal brand and it's cool doing videos and doing podcasts. Now, when I meet people and if they're somewhat familiar with my social, what I do on YouTube or or my podcast, I get to spend more time listening to them talk about their builds and their Jeeps and not having to explain who I am or where I'm coming from because they've listened to it. And it's great because when I get to listen to them, I get to understand more where they're coming from and I get to help them. And it's awesome to be able to help people with their builds because I did not have the help in my early days of trying to figure it out. And then 
once I did sort of get in, well, that was with my first two Cherokees that I'm talking about. When I finally got my YJ, um, Mike Mundinger, who will never listen to this, but uh, works at Nitro um, and still does. He's a fantastic guy and um, super knowledgeable. Gave me such great information about the gears and the axles and the springs and this and what I should do and what I should look for and really shaped how I feel about LJs, really shaped how I feel about JKs, and I ended up selling the YJ. Uh, not because he said they were bad, but he really just said, you know, you're limited on that Model 35, and I had no idea what a Model 35 was, and it was just super educational, and uh, and he was great with that kind of information. And I like now I love being able to share that information that was bestowed on me, things I know to be true, things that have been time-tested and, and proven. Um, I really enjoy having that ability to to share that with people and uh you know one thing that's nice is i now with as long as i've been doing this social media thing um i think my first youtube video was in like 14 or 15 but really got serious about it and i think 18 and and really really got serious in 19 and, and, and going into this year into 20 but um what's been nice about it is it's drawing attention to my personal brand, it draws attention to me, and it helps me to leverage. Well, for instance, um, Black Bear Offroad's been open uh, a little over two years now, but the actual uh, physical location that we have in Buford, I think we're on month four now. In those four months, we've done a video for Hammerhead uh, Armor, and uh, which was for Power Stop Brakes, so it was shared on Power Stop Brakes and Hammerhead. Hammerhead Armors um, Facebook pages. We've done a magazine build for S3 Magazine. We've done a TV shoot with Sam and Davi of Two Guys Garage. And uh, we've gone to Black Bear Pass. We've shot a video there, which will be coming out soon. Uh, we've had the opportunity to build some really, really cool vehicles and uh, meet some amazing people. And these are opportunities that... Um, I don't think most shops just starting out get. Um, typically, I think it's keep your nose to the grindstone for five years and uh, pop your head up after five years of building a bunch of Jeeps and maybe you have the leverage. I mean, I know that All South's been here for a long time and I don't know of them doing anything media related other than posting occasionally the things that they build on Facebook. And I don't know what kind of leverages those guys get or who they get to meet. And maybe the story's different from their perspective. I don't know. I'm not talking bad. I'm just saying I don't think that most shops just to get to do this. And I think I get those opportunities because of my own personal brand, because I've taken the time to go in and, and put the social media efforts in. Um, and that might not be something that you want to do, but I'm just kind of telling my story and how by putting out the information, by doing the entertainment, and not necessarily trying to sell anybody anything other than saying, you know, this podcast is brought to you by my company or, um, or, or whoever might be, you know, bringing it to you. Uh, other than that, very rarely am I like, hey, will you guys go and buy something or do this? Uh, and by putting out that information, uh, it, it's building trust, it's building community, it's like, it's almost like I get to make these relationships with people and we get it gives me the opportunity to have a conversation with them about their Jeeps and we get to actually like meet in the middle and, and have common ground when we are going into the builds or 
at least when they shoot me a message and they're like, hey, what do you think about this? I get to help them without them having a fear of me trying to sell them something. And I always want that feeling to exist because I hate for someone to come in and be like, listen, JCR is the best bumper that's ever existed. And this isn't how we sold JCR. I hate that I even used them now. Okay, Smitty Built's the best bumper that ever existed. And it's great. And it's made in the Basque province of China. And you should only run Smitty Built. What about CAFAB? Well, no, no, no. In my head, I don't get the same margins on CAFAB. So I'm going to push on Smitty Built. That is nothing wrong with Smitty Built in, in certain instances, in certain cases, in certain builds. But what we I'd like to do is have the opportunity to talk to you about what you really, really want and figure out how we can get there. And sometimes it's a patience issue. Sometimes it's a, a, a finance issue. Sometimes it's just an education instance. And so I really love that not only am I getting to entertain people and bring people value in that way, but it brings value to me in return when you know customers come to me and I can have a, a little bit of, I hate to use the word notoriety, but like a little bit of awareness of who I am and where I'm coming from. And I've told people this before, I don't want to make the next four wheel parts. I don't want to be a chain of install places. I don't want to be West Coast Customs. I want to be Richard Rollins meets Chip Foose, but a good old boy. And I don't know how that makes sense other than I plan on being here 30 years from now. So it's like, I would love to be somebody that people trust, want to come to to get their builds done, and view as one of the better off-road or Jeep builders in the nation, but who's also a personality that can make you laugh, entertain you, and brings a certain different levels of values. I think that I have the talents of vision for looking at vehicles and being able to see what they'd look like with this wheel or this package or whatever. I think I have the talents of getting in front of the camera, and and I've always been someone who did choir and and always did uh I did musical theater, did theater, acting, commercials for JCR, put me in front of anybody, don't care. Um, And for all those talents, you know, the business side that I got growing up, I have pitfalls. You know, I have, I deal with uh, anxiety. I worry about probably too much about what people think. And also I probably don't care enough about what people think in certain instances. Um, I don't care what people think, how I dress but I care if you think I'm a nice guy or not. <laughs> and some of those things you can control and some you can't. And um, what does that have to do with social media? What I get to put out to you is my image, who I want you to know that I am and what I offer. And so what social media is for me is my opportunity to connect with the Jeep community in a way that's helpful and lets you know who I am and we can build a relationship And it's something that is tangible that I can do to bring attention to myself because I believe in the products that I sell and I believe in the things that I'm trying to accomplish. I think they're good for the Jeep community and I think that I can bring good and be good to people. And that's my intent and goal, uh, you know, when I go out and do these things. Now, how does that apply to you? How does, what does, you might say, I don't care about building a personal brand. 
why in the world would I ever want to make a social media or go out of my way? It's just a headache. I'm just going to get spammed. I'm just going to get catfished. Uh, I don't care about hoochie mamas. I don't care about seeing the biggest lift or whatever. Here's why I think social media is important for any jeeper of any age who has just a little bit of time. In the forum world, if you remember uh, Pirate 4x4 or some of these forums, Way of Life, whatever it may be, the Jeep forums, they have basically died. When you go on there, the poster from four or five years ago. Now, they are still alive, pretty strong in the Toyota market and the Nissan market. But really, all the Overland stuff and uh, Bushcraft and Jeep, specifically Jeep, mostly Wrangler, has gone to Facebook. There are a million different groups, communities. If you get on there, you can find one that's as general as just Jeep XJ or Jeep Jeep Wrangler or Jeep GAL or LJ, but you'll also find Atlanta Jeepers, Norcross Jeepers, North Georgia Jeepers, South Texas Jeepers, Northern California, and you're like, they're they're almost endless. And uh, recently when we went out west, we went went with the, uh, looked at the uh, San Juan Mountain Trail, I want to say it's either trail riders or trail trail team or something like that. I'm sorry that I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it's San Juan Trail, something like that. And they do a fantastic job of bringing awareness, keeping the trails safe. But there's also a lot of good information that's on there about the areas and about the trails. Um, one of the main guys that run it today posted there's going to be tractors clearing the road on this pass on Corkscrew, I believe it was. Uh, so just be careful on the right side of the road. Give us some room. We're going to be out there just to be aware. Maybe you don't want to ride that trail th- today. Uh, that's awesome. That exists on social media. So you don't have to be on there posting uh, pictures of your Jeep. You don't have to be on there you know, trying to be the next viral thing. You can use social media as a community to get the information you might need about your particular build or somewhere that you might want to wheel or a piece of equipment you're considering buying. Um, You could save money. You can save time. There's a lot of groups that are buy, sell, trade. There's a lot of people sharing good plus bad information about certain equipment. So it's a great way to connect in that way. Also, when there's an event, you can read about people who've gone to the events prior or you can read about uh, cancellations and notifications, or you can see people talking in the community about, well, last year they did this and this year they did that, or it's going to be amazing this year because of that. You can connect, add these people that, as friends. So when you're there, you can meet up with them, or you might recognize their Jeeps and just talk to them. You can, I've built friends through YouTube, Facebook, Instagram over the years that are in the community that have become lifelong friends that also live in areas where I can. Uh, basically hit them up and say, hey, I'm coming to North Carolina, let's wheel. Um, or I'm going so-and-so, are you down to ride? Or whatever. Or, hey, I broke uh, my axle and I'm like two hours from your house. Could you bring me apart? Whatever the case may be, it's awesome. And Or if you just want to shoot someone a question that you see that's in the community um, that you think might have the answer or some knowledge, uh, that's possible and available as well. All you got to do is just build a community. Uh, just add someone as a friend. I get added all the time. And as long as I see some kind of Jeep thing in their profile, I'll add them. If they try to spam me, I'll delete them. If they ask me a question about a Jeep and it's an honest 
uh, question that's you know something I have the knowledge about, I answer. Uh, that doesn't give me hero status. That makes me a human being. That's how we used to do it back in the marketplace back in the day. That's the modern way of us meeting up in the town square or meeting up at the marketplace and having a conversation and talking about Instead of talking about our horses and wagons and crops, we're talking about our Jeeps and our hubs and our axles and our lockers and our gear ratio we should run and uh, lighting and whatever else. So um, that's one of the big reasons I think you should be on social. If for some reason you want to try to be a social media influencer, you want to get free parts, you want to leverage maybe getting your Jeep put in a booth, if you don't have a social media presence, there's no reason why you should be allowed to have anything uh, because you're not bringing the proper value through the channels uh, that you should. Um, my friends and the ones that listen to this podcast are going to roll their eyes or shake their heads, but I get stuff occasionally, um, free parts or big discounts on parts um and usually i'll mention it to you guys in the youtube video this was given to me or this was sponsored or blah 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 i try to disclose it but occasionally i'll get these opportunities and they're like hey why don't you get them to send me another set of this or one one of those two and tell them i got a nice jeep and da 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 and usually i just laugh and blow it off but the truth of the matter is have you taken the time to bring value to them are you going to be taking that vehicle to shows? Well, I wheel it. I'll put their sticker on my vehicle. There's tons of people with Jeeps with stickers on their vehicles, and it really doesn't work as a branding tool. If it goes to 20 off-road events in a year, which there's not 20 even happening this year, or if it's on a YouTube channel that gets these views, if it has a social media presence, if people respect you, know who you are, that's the, the risk. You know, you get a social media influencer who's got 20,000 likes because he's great at hashtags and uh, he's got a good looking Jeep. But then you find out he's a racist or a pedophile or a womanizer, you know, or he's just a bad person in general. That does nothing for your brand. So, like, they want to know, like, this guy's tried and true. This guy or this girl is a good person. They're not going to embarrass our brand or company. They're going to be good for us. Um, people are going to believe them that they actually do like our products. Um, and there is an advantage to the actual Jeep people going to the manufacturers because a lot of the manufacturers own Jeeps, but they didn't start out as Jeep people. They're business people. They're engineers. Um, they need that reach. They need to get to the community. They, they need the go between somebody who's well-respected, but you have to build that personal brand and add that value and sometimes you can go at people and they'll, they will give you something, but you really know you're doing a good job when they come to you first. And then you need to make the decision. If someone comes to you and says, hey, I'll give you these free grab handles, but you got to do a review and a video and this, that, and the other. If they're junk and you put your name on them, by the second or third time you do that, nobody trusts you or likes you anymore and you've lost all value as a social media influencer. So you really got to... You really, really got to decide, are the people you're standing behind good folks to make good products? I stand behind JCR and CAFAP and Mamba Wheels and Steer Smart Steering. And, you know, I will run those products on my vehicles and I will stand behind them toe-to-toe, stand up for them in the streets, on the social media, whatever. 
and uh, I know the people, I know the owners, and I got no problem doing it. If, you know, wild kangaroo armor came up to me and said, we'll give you a free roof rack, I really got to consider, is it worth my time? I mean, maybe you take the roof rack, you install it, and you go, this thing is junk. Do you have the ability in your social contract to say that it's junk, and then you're going to give an honest review of it? Because that's what you should do, uh, and that's how it should be set up. So that's that's that is the two flip sides I think of social. You could definitely use social to brand yourself, to get more business for yourself, um, or to or to get your Jeep out there and be known, to grab attention to yourself, to meet people and meet friends, to leverage, to get parts or do whatever it is that you. I mean, you've got to honestly sit down and be self aware and say, what do I want? Why am I on social media? Do I just like getting on there to be entertained? That's fine. Do I want to get on there to connect with people? That's great. Um, that's fantastic. That's why you should use it. Or if you're saying, you know what, I want to be a social media influencer, then the next question you should ask yourself is what do I bring to the table and what can I do for somebody in return for that? And I ask myself that question every day, every time that some awesome opportunity comes my way or every time that a customer comes in that's willing to pay me to do work for them or anytime people say, hey, I listened to your podcast what up, Charlie? All the way down to my trip, you know, to, um, I forget, they went to Amelia Island, I think, or, yeah, or Fernandina Beach, one or the other. And he's like, you know, I listened to you the whole way, and my girlfriend was tired of listening to it, but I, you know, it helped me stay awake, which, by the way, if you're driving right now, Charlie, eyes open, bud. Focus on the road. Stay alert, you know, I got a lot of people say that listen to this as they drive. So this is the moment if you're driving to just kind of shake it off a little bit, pay attention to the road, get out of the funk. All right. Keep her easy. He's almost done talking. <laughs> but anyways, um, I, you know, people tell me and I go, I hope I brought them value that I didn't waste their time and I didn't try to push my own agenda on them. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts myself. I like to listen to Joe Rogan. Um, now that he's on Spotify, I listen to Gary Vaynerchuk quite a bit. Um, listen to, uh, Tony Gonzalez has a great podcast, although he's been on a little bit of a hiatus recently. Um, I listen to some Ted talks here and there, uh, and then music as well. But I listen, I'm a big Gary V fan. I got to get my Gary V in at least Monday through Thursday during the week. And one of the things he talks about when you're getting people's attention if you can bring them 51% value at least every single time and so that you're not taking more than you're giving, then you can build a legacy. You can build a brand. You can actually do something that's worthwhile. So that's always my goal. I was talking um, with my friend Russ the other day and I kind of mentioned this. Um, I got the Patreon account set up. In fact, I don't think it was working properly the other day um, when I mentioned it to you guys. So you can go back and check it out. It's patreon.com backslash i want to say jeep and bubba but if you go on there and search jeep and bubba it that is the name and i did have a couple of signups for patreon and i do really appreciate that and i think what i want to do with that is i wasn't going to add any more value on the patreon account because i was already like giving away all my um my gps locations like for free and i'm putting all those adventure items on the Black Barrel Road website under the backslash adventure section. Um, but what I think I'm going to do is start maybe like doing a monthly Patreon Zoom hangout where we do like 
campsite cocktails one evening. Um, I just announced like, you know, like Thursday at eight, meet me on Zoom and it'll only be for like Patreon people and we can just, you know, shoot the breeze and um, have a beer or whatever, just hang out and talk Jeeps for like 30 minutes. Um, in fact, we did that yesterday, Sunday at our shop. I just invited, you know, the people who were in the Black Bear Road Trail team and it was awesome to have Brandon came by and I see, look over Brandon's talking with guys that are like um, 10, 15 years younger than him and they're talking off-road and Jeeps and wheels and tires and motorsports and, you know, um, I didn't have to sit there and talk to each individual person and like hold their hand. We were like actually meeting one, like people who wouldn't typically ever meet each other, hang out, were meeting and their general bond was off-roading in Jeeps and vehicle building and they're watching me cut a huge section out of the back of my LJ where I'm putting in the new JCR fenders and I'm cutting out a bigger section for tires and it looks awesome. And they're just like, you know, laughing about how I might be going about things or talking about it or whatever. And all of the fact that I'm just cutting up my Jeep, but, um, I think it's a fun thing to do. But, uh, um, if it wasn't for social, I couldn't have made a post that was is literally get on, I think Friday and I'm like, Hey, if you want to come by for a beer, be at the shop between these time, this and this time. And, and we'll, um, we'll drink a beer and, uh, or hang out. And we did that and it was great. And it was, you know, small numbers. I think we had six or seven people here and fantastic time. Um, it's great to connect and, uh, especially in these times and just be able to build these relationships with people when they want to bring their vehicles to me it's not an awkward situation. It's not me versus them. It's us working together to get what they need done for their vehicle. And they're going to feel more comfortable because they're going to have that relationship with me. And that's the way it should be. Uh, in my opinion, I like building those relationships with people. Um, you don't, you know, they give me a little bit more leniences when things don't go absolutely right. Like a part gets delayed a day or two, but you know, on the flip side, I do the best I can to get them the best pricing possible and to treat it like I would my own vehicle, which I would have done anyways, and which they probably would have done anyways too, knowing the people that, the caliber of the customer that I typically attract. It's it's usually, I've, I've had a lot of really great customers is what I mean. But social media has allowed it so that I've been able to open this business in the middle of a pandemic and do little to no advertising and to... Uh, basically come up with uh, a business that functions and works with me only being here um, 20 to 30 to 40 hours a week at odd hours. Um, sometimes I'm only here uh, 40 hours. I mean, sometimes I'm only here from like four to eight. Sometimes I'm here two to nine. Sometimes I'm here till midnight. Some days I'm here on Sunday. I'm not. Sometimes I'm here all day and I'm able to post on social and say when I'm here, I'm able to run appointment only. People can message me on Facebook. They can email me. They can text me. It is awesome that we live in this modern era where I'm able to chase my passion and it wouldn't exist without the social media thing that we so often put down, talk down about, and and don't see it as an awesome resource and tool that it can be. Sure, I'm tired of ads. Sure, I'm tired of politics. Sure, I'm tired of seeing destruction across the world, but I've done the best I can to to form my social media 
into being around the stuff that I like and I'm passionate about. And so, you know, you could do that as well. Um, you can limit your time, but you can also, you know, if you're seeing people post about stuff that you just don't like, just get rid of them, get them out of your lives. If you find yourself on TikTok watching a bunch of high school girls doing dances, maybe go in there and just start searching cheap stuff. If that's not the thing that you want to see, um, it's just some solid advice and it'll keep you out of hot water with your wives or girlfriends or whoever that might be. Unless they're into that kind of stuff, that's on you guys. Anyways, I've taken up enough of your time with social media. I just wanted to cover those couple points. I think social media can be a huge, awesome resource and tool for people in the off-road and Jeep community. You can find out about off-road events. You can find out, um, you can connect with people. You can learn about products. You can buy Jeep things cheaper on Marketplace and in different community groups. You can get, there's just so many so many, so many different facets and things you can do on there. You can also spend a lot of time staring at people's Jeeps on Instagram that have more money than you and you can lose focus in your own build. So just use some self-awareness, know what you're all about and be patient because if you really like your Jeep, you're going to own it for a long amount of time and you're going to get that thing built exactly how you want over time. Don't let anybody rush you. Don't feel like you have to get something done so you can show it off on Instagram or at the next event. People will understand. I mean, I'm in that process with my LJ. I want it to be amazing. Process with my business. I I cannot wait to be at the next level, but I'm in the process. I got to enjoy the grind. I got to work in the dirt, as Gary Fee would say, and have my head in the clouds. Guys, I do hope you have an adventure in your future. I hope you're eating your prunes diligently. Um, and just know that this podcast was brought to you by Black Bear Off-Road. If you feel like checking out the website, blackbearoffroad.com, we just added a new Amazon Affiliates link. I don't have a drop-down tab tab for it yet, but it's pretty simple to get to. All you have to do is search Amazon um, in the search box uh, on the page or uh, look on our Facebook. We just made a link to it on the Jeep and Bubba Facebook page. It's I think it's like blackbearoffroad.com backslash Amazon. Um, but you'll find it and I'll add a link or I'll add another little drop down for it on the left side of the menu. But basically what that does is any of the products that I'm not a dealer of that I use all the time, like my camp stop, uh, my camp top, (gasps) my stove, (laughs) the camping stove I use, or like, um, uh, the, the fridge we just used for our trip. I really, really enjoyed it. We're still using it. Uh, We used it the other day on a just day trip. I really like it a lot. I don't have access to selling those things through my dealers. But what I can do is set up this Amazon affiliates page. So you guys can find the products I actually purchased on Amazon and buy them through these links. And when you do, it gives me a little bit of kickback. And that's an awesome way to support us, the channel, the podcast, and all those things. So um, if you're going to buy it anyways on Amazon, buy it through our affiliates page. You're really helping us out. Um, It's, you know, fueling the adventure. So... That's it. That's the podcast for today. As always, we'll be seeing you.